in the near term and in the long term, if they're not is if there's not accountability for this, it will get worse. Yeah. 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 Like if you look at the history of 1930s Germany, it wasn't like, oh, one day Hitler appeared and that was it. <laughs> yeah. It was a 10 year saga of him becoming democratically elected and then becoming a dictator. <laughs> What up, world? Welcome back to another episode of the Amera Podcast. Shana na. That's right. Yeah. Shana na na. What a crazy time it's been since we spoke to you last. Really, just the 24 hours that have passed uh, have been nuts. But, well, yeah, we got the original crew in the house today. It's Thursday, December 7th. January Thursday. January 7th, 2020. It still feels like 2020. Yeah. Like, I saw somebody be like, uh, December 37th, 2020 has been a really oh long day. <laughs> yeah. We got the original crew in the house with us from the Denver metro area. John Kelly, ready to party. How you doing? Uh, feeling a little drained, but happy to be here to talk about the ridiculousness that was the last 24 hours in american politics um and also just want to throw out that uh, it is basically an extension of 2020 because the new year is a almost meaningless date that somebody made up 2000 years ago anyway so it's fine it's a continuation right (laughs) who needs time yeah who needs it (laughs) also in the denver metro area mr john anderson how are you sir I am exhausted and looking forward to uh, the new year, which is going to be January 21st. Yes. Oh, after the inauguration, I see. Yes, that will be the new year of this year. That's fair. I can't argue that. Can't argue that. And also with us, our West Coast correspondent, Tyler Grillo from the Bay Area. Hello, sir. How are you doing? Doing, uh, doing great. Doing, doing great. No, I'm not doing great. Uh, um, I'm, um, I'm managing, I'm managing, you know, uh, I was after the holidays going to try to, uh, you know, not like take a little more days off from imbibing alcohol, which lasted Monday. Uh, (laughs) you know, uh, and here we go. I got a little temper Neo and, um, yeah, it, uh, looking forward to talking with you all and commiserating um, about this. And listeners, this is a welcome to a safe place. Safe place for us all to just uh, rant and rave together. Um, and uh, hopefully... Uh, enjoy some party uh, favors. <laughs> well, definitely enjoy some party <laughs> favors. So buckle in and let's, uh, let's get it going with this shit. Let's go. All right. So for those of you who have been living your life under a rock... And for some reason, only get your news from this podcast. <laughs> Yesterday. Don't do that. It was a Venn diagram of two circles. <laughs> Insulting our listeners to their ears. Yeah, first of all, don't do that. <laughs> get some other news other than just this podcast. But yesterday in Washington, D.C. at the White House, a group of... Uh, Capitol building. Started, it started at the White House with Trump's rally. Right. Oh, right. 
Right, right, right. Right. Uh, there was a Proud Boy rally, Trump rally. A lot of Proud Boy members showed up. And um, this was on the 6th of January. And things got out of control. And these people uh, ended up climbing the walls of the Capitol and entering the building in an angry mob-like fashion. Right. And for those of you who don't know, January 6th was supposed to be the day that Congress certified the Electoral College, certified the electors from every state, certified the next president of the United States. They, the, the, the states certify their own uh, elections. Correct. This Correct. is purely ceremonial. They just yeah. open up the envelope and they count the votes and they're done. So, so like, there is no it. think about it. Back in the day when like, you know, everything was done by carrier pigeon, not I'm just being a little <laughs> but you know, they needed to take those Each votes ballot. from the states when they couldn't just, you know, call on the phone. They needed to take them to the Capitol and, and then they would be like, Oh, let's look at the votes and count them. So this is like a again ceremonial now but part of the process of transition mm -hmm. and you could tell it's very ceremonial just by the wooden boxes that these votes are in yeah. did you see those boxes? they're beautiful yeah. they look well, vintage like hundreds of years old and side note about those boxes the there were a couple of congressional staffers that when the when the capital was breached grabbed them mm. and, and took them to the secure location where they went to and those staffers are fucking american heroes heroes Heroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred totally. percent. They were, they were like, let's make sure we have the boxes. Make sure we grab documents. Grab everything you can. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we don't know what would have happened to those yeah. very official, important documents if those staffers hadn't had the presence of mind to grab them. Yeah, yeah. We've seen a lot of interesting photos appear from uh, when those spaces were invaded and occupied by this angry mob of Trump supporters. So uh, I can only imagine what would have happened to those boxes and those those boats. Yeah. It would have ended up with the MAGA shaman or whatever up, the they fuck. They would have ended up down somebody's pants. Yeah. <laughs> down somebody's pants Probably. for sure. Lit on fire in the center of the House floor as a sign of their protesting, quote unquote. Right. Something like that yeah, and I think that's right. an important point. I've seen a lot of people calling this a protest and this was not a protest i think it's the people have been a little bit hesitant to use language because it feels so out of the norm but it's important that we call this what it was which was it was a coup attempt mm -hmm. incited by the president mm -hmm. yeah and these people are insurrectionists yeah it was a failed this was an in it was yeah, a failed so insurrection against the united states government it was one branch of government inciting violence on another branch of government. And that is such a problem that even my dogs are pissed about it, if you guys can hear that. So yeah, I think, yeah. first of all, with this discussion, it is very important that we name this for what it was, which was a, a coup and an insurrection. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And let's go back for a second to Trump's speech. His words were inflammatory and... It, he had been not just let's back up even before the speech, but he had been trying to get people to come to that rally for weeks. Right. Yeah. He'd been tweeting about it. Lots of like, we'll see you on the sixth. It's going to be wild. And I think it was called save America yeah. March or something like that. Um, and he said things like, right. he said things like, you know, uh, these are bad people uh, who are trying to take away uh, your election, you know, 
Um, he said things like, we won in a landslide, um, things that are just patently um, untrue. And let us not forget that there were, what, 80 or 88 uh, lawsuits uh, that, he fi- that it, or were filed on behalf of him across the country. And every single one of those, the judges ruled that there was no evidence uh, of widespread voter fraud. And, right. it, and to continue to peddle that is also a completely false claim. And they won in a landslide. Ridiculous. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I I agree, and and what what you see, and I think we'll get back to this as well. the The idea of a fraudulent election and how it affected congressional Republican leaders, as well as Donald Trump's rhetoric, right? But it was a multi month attack on the sanctity of our democracy and of our electoral process, and it culminated in him standing outside of the White House, getting his supporters riled up because in in his words, that people are trying to steal the election from them. And the only way that we're going to win is if you use force and if you take it back. Yeah. And I, he said, we're going to march together to the Capitol building and we're going to try and this is a bit of a paraphrase, but we're going to try and give weak Republicans a spy. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like you can't listen it, to the rhinos is, and the other idiots in Congress that are telling you yeah. otherwise. If you and if you read the transcripts of what he yeah. says. You're like, okay, well, there's there's some ability to, like, explain this away, but it's the same ability to explain this away as you do with mobsters. It's the same fucking language. It's the same like, oh, great democracy. Shame if something were to happen to it. And so we need to hmm. understand that language and we need to read it for what it is, which is incitement. Yeah, here's the quote that. Here's the quote that I took away from it yesterday that I wrote down. I had to find it. They took it away from all of us. This was a fraudulent election. Straight up his words from his video yesterday. Like you can take all the other pieces and, you know, but let's be peaceful. Let's be peaceful. There's good people, you know, on both sides or whatever. Take away all that language. The only thing that really sticks out to me is they took it away from all of us. This was a fraudulent election. And then you combine that with the fact that he invited all these people there on that day. And then that is his speech when they're outside all angry and shit. It's well, like, more than that, at that point, that was his response after they had already breached the Capitol and all of congressmen and women were in hiding, fearing for their lives. This, this, this was after Trapped Joe Biden came out and called for him to stand on national television and address the nation and tell these people to go home. That was his response, which was that they stole it from us. I know I'm upset, too, but you're good people and go home. That, that was right. his and it was completely unsatisfactory and it was it, abhorrent. Yeah. His, his response during the time and, frame was abhorrent. And, just a very brief point is just that his like his supporters already have this thing, which is like true of all politicians, right? Like politicians like need to posture, right? To like so like they already have this thing where like, well, he has to say some of these things, but they're like he's speaking in coded language, right? Because you know, like I don't know how many of them are like the Q people too, who are already used to like let's look for the the messages inside of the coded language. So like they're throwing out the go home, be peaceful. What they're hearing is like, oh no, he's telling it's a fraudulent election and that right. uh, they stole it from exactly. us. Like we know what he actually means. Which is what he actually yeah. means. Let's be real. Yeah. That is what he means. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, just a, a side note on one of the things, Kelly, you said about Congress people, um, you know, f- hiding. 
um, from these folks in secure locations and such. I would recommend people go and read the articles. Like the headlines are disturbing enough, but go and read the articles themselves in this case, especially because the details are remarkable. Jason Crow, who I am very proud is one of the uh, Colorado part of the Colorado delegation. He was, he, he's a veteran. And he was literally preparing. To, he thought he was going to have to fight his way out. And one of the articles was like, and then he pulled out a pin because that was his only weapon. That was happening to a congressman on the floor of the House of Representatives of the oldest democracy in the world. Yeah, that is that a in. remarkable yeah, thing to happen in the history of our country and in our lifetimes. Like it it is, this is something that we all need to collectively process. And I I would recommend you go and read those articles so that you can begin to process the insanity that was yesterday. Well, Mike Pence was super fucking pissed because his whole family was there. His whole family was there. And Mm -hmm. he was one of their targets because they were like, you have the power to overturn this, which he fucking doesn't. But that was like, he was one of the targets of the mob and his whole family was here. And uh, the source is that he is livid at Trump. And like, that's partial. And that's one of the reasons why he, uh, cert- uh, what, what's the word? I don't know if it's certified or, or um, brought in the National Guard. Because it was, it was him in the end, not Trump, who... Yeah, and that, well, there's like kind of weird reporting. Yeah, and tonight Trump it, said, I immediately now. sent in the National Guard, which is, we know for sure, not true. Patently false. Um, Patently false. Extremely false. But it was, that was one of the scariest things to me of yesterday was like, who the fuck is the president? Because yeah. I was reading the same things of like, that order came from Pence. Pence was coordinating with DOD and, yeah. and the local authorities to get the, the guard there. And there's reporting that, uh, they refused the guard for like 90 minutes. And so it's like, who the fuck is the president? Right. If Iran right now attacks our military bases in Iraq, who's who's given the orders? Yeah. Like, this is crazy mm. shit. Yeah. Right. It's it shows you just how concerned everybody yeah. was that Trump was legitimately trying to stage something like this to have a military coup. Right. If there's trouble on the congressional steps, he calls in the National Guard. He calls in the army to stop it. But who is he stopping his supporters from going in or is he forcibly stopping the stop of the count? Right. You don't know. And we don't know. And nobody does. And that's the whole point. That's why this was such a mess. And it's this is the type of stuff. And you probably heard it if you've been watching the news and just about every congressperson has said it, anybody close to Washington has said it. But this is the kind of stuff that you see happen in third world countries where you have maybe a budding democracy that hasn't had the length and time period we have or failing democracies, failing states. This is the type of thing that you see. You don't you're not supposed to see this happen. Yeah. Yeah. So we, right? I'm glad you used that word because we have seen several things this year that make me feel like the united states is not a traditional failed state but like we have had a absolutely atrocious response to the coronavirus we have not been able to provide basically any economic relief to our citizens unlike almost every other country in the western world these are things and and we we cannot solve any problems with our government It, it literally we can't do anything and and those are markers of a failed state. I'm not saying we are a failed state, but I'm saying we have some strong markers of that, and that shit needs to turn around 
real, real, real fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are some indications of of a collapse. Yeah, but uh, I want to I want to go back to the this what happened yesterday for a second, or just pull the conversation back there generally, I guess. But I have a problem with calling these people protesters, and for a lot of reasons. But like, also, I don't think we've mentioned it yet. They found two bombs. They found they one. Found three, but did they find three? So yeah, I'm reading now. This was updated eight hours ago, so, oh, so maybe, it's maybe possible two. they found another one since. But one was at the RNC, and then they found another one outside the DNC. What what maybe looks like was today. Um, so but it looks like they're pipe bombs. Yeah, and like this wasn't just a protest. This was obviously angry people planning some kind of attack. And perhaps with other individuals targeted, but there are hundreds of videos. There's hundreds of videos of people saying we're pl- we're this is rebellion. This is the start of the civil war. We're doing it. We're here. We're doing it. Yeah, yeah. And I would really we need a yeah. deep investigation into this because, um, and I want to be very careful about my words here, but like they had merch that said "Civil War." January 6th, 2020. Like, this was very, very much, it seems to, among some people, it was coordinated. Yes. Um, 100%. Politico Politico is now reporting, uh, and I'm quoting from a political article now. One current Metro DC police officer said in a public Facebook post that off duty police officers and members of the military who were among the rioters flashed their badges and ID cards as they attempted to overrun the building. Uh-huh. There's been some suspicious videos showing some suspicious activity from some members of uh, the Capitol Police and the DC Metro Police. And it is one thing we can say for sure. It was a total fucking failure. We spend $780 billion to protect this country. And yet the, the seat of our government was overrun by a bunch of, by a mob in very little time. And so like, why the fuck are we spending all that money on the goddamn military? If we can't even protect the Capitol building from our own people. So, you know, this is, we need a full fucking investigation into this and how it happened. And it needs to be multifaceted in that we need to understand what, who was in, where the failures were in terms of incompetence and then where the failures were in terms of this being a planned operation from some people. And we need to make sure that yeah. that is not yeah, the case. This, I mean, it, yeah. And if it is the, the case, then we need the to right really wing, fucking know that. The silo of the right-wing media and on right-wing blog posts, right-wing discussions, this kind of insurrection talk at for two months it's been happening on there. It wasn't a surprise that something like this might happen, right? The surprise is the reaction from the Capitol Police Force, the lack of what seemed to be um, forcefully stopping these people. Yeah. Right. You look at the you look at the responses to Black Lives Matter protests in yeah. DC earlier this year. There was nothing even close to that. Yeah. Right. And what we're talking about here. And this is this right. is this is our, our election cycle we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's it it needs to be I agree, John, it needs to be, but it's also a it's gonna be, I think, 
a much more complicated and drawn out process than a simple answer. We're not going to have answers in two weeks. We're not going to have answers in six, two years. Totally agree. This is going to be a long time. I mean, you, you look at the bottom line and 80% of police unions support Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All right. And so I think th- we th- need th- this, this is a, this is a large problem and it goes very deep into a lot of different areas. And it's not just going to be a simple answer that, you know, these insurrectionists acted on their own. It is problem. It's, it's not, sorry. It's symbolic of the bigger problems that we have of the deep seated divisions within our institutions, even of what democracy means, speech means, and who's allowed to exercise it, who's not allowed to exercise it, what violence should and should not look like. And these are very big and very serious conversations that we need to have. And so I I would just um, say that I 100% agree that we need complete investigations. We need to get to the bottom of everything that happened. Yeah. 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 But we also need to look at it with a grain of salt and make sure that we understand all of the deep-seated history behind it. It's the only mm-hmm. way we're going to move forward together is if we yeah. come together and have a serious conversation about all the deep-seated stuff that really drove a lot of these issues. Yeah. I'd like to see a 9-11 commission type mm-hmm. thing. Happen. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that yes. makes sense. Yeah, sure. the, I think this is a really important thing to hammer home. You know, um, you know, obviously uh, the police are, uh, you know, across country are many different types of people um and uh you know there's many different things in there um but there's a reason that there's the chant that cops and the clan go hand in hand and something that has come to the surface and this is this has been reported on by the dod is that for the past 30 to 40 years or so a, a tactic of the clan has been to infiltrate uh police to basically because they were like oh well we like you know their numbers dwindle and they don't have like public support they're like, well, how do we maintain some sort of power? Well, let's get our people into into the police forces. And, um, you know, the Confederate, I mean, how are these maybe things related or unrelated? But the Confederate fucking battle flag was fucking hung uh, in, in the Capitol building. And these, it, it seems extremely, now... Never underestimate incompetency, friends. And there were multiple, uh, there were multiple things. <laughs> you have the true. Capitol Police, you have the DC Police, and then eventually you have the National Guard, and of course you have the Secret Service. But um, it, it seems, ex- especially from some of the video, and and especially from the cops taking, they've seen it taking taking selfies with uh, the pro- with with the insurrectionists yeah. and shit. Yes. Yeah, like those sort of things. It seems um, they were at the very least sympathetic. If and and seems very likely that there were people on the inside who were part of this plan. Um, I, I, I would highly doubt it. And if, but if, if, if that is the, if that is what happened, then that is also a fucking problem that we can't fucking keep the capital secure from a, a mob. Of people. And, and let's also, uh, it was just re- reported that an officer died. Yes. yes. Mm. We're now up to five deaths. Yes. I think there's something like over 50 officers that were injured yeah. in this. And so, you know, like, we need to observe that those people are heroes uh, as well, and they are defenders of democracy, and we should raise our glasses to them, especially the, the, the person who died. It's, it's an absolute fucking tragedy. Yeah, and, it, and it's a tragedy for the people who are part of the insurrection who died as well, because they're brainwashed and they're just totally on some other ship. But the, uh, the um, I mean, if you saw the woman who died, her family was like, we don't like, we don't talk to her. We don't even know like who she is basically because she just has gone so far into the shit. Um, and four tours in the air force and shit in like, in, in like Afghanistan. I mean, it's just, it's just like, this is, this is so sad that people get used like this by people in power. Um, 
but uh, used. It, That's the key word used because Donald Trump used these people. Yes. Yes. Hundred percent clear. Oh. He used these people for a political end. Yeah. And it's Donald Trump yeah. clearly has contempt for these people. And it is. I mean, the best thing that I, I, listeners, I would recommend Mitt Romney's speech to you uh, from last night. It was really good. Uh, the best thing that he said was the way to show respect for our voters is to tell them the truth. That's right. And it's like, yeah, listen to that, Senator Hawley and Senator Cruz. You are the just the most despicable, cynical, power hungry dipshits that we have to use a, a jake tapper word <laughs> that we have seen in a whole while and it is it is an absolute tragedy because this was also this mob is the responsibility of not old donald not only donald trump but men like cruz and holly as well yeah. and we should hold them all accountable yes yeah. mcconnell lindsey graham yeah. guys who for the last two months called this election into question even yeah. though they all knew that they were gonna just they, whatever the state certified they were gonna do but they still called it yep. into question and still went along with trump's challenges because yep. they were weighing their political futures yep. and they put their own political futures in front of the health of our democracy yep. and for all those people that are on the right that really hate entrenched swamp quote-unquote politicians those guys are the pinnacle example of the people that you should hate when it yeah. comes to how they act in the face, they're cowards in yeah. the American democracy. Yes. That's yes. what they are. Yeah. They only care about their own future enough where they're going to lie to your face. They're going to shake your hand and take money out of your pocket while they're doing it. And yeah. if you can't see that, you need to pump your brakes and take a step back from politics for a second and reevaluate where you're standing. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and the, the, um, uh, the, fucking even Mitch McConnell. I mean, well, fuck him, as you said, Kelly, because he has been just like not taking a side. But yesterday, even he said to those other senators, he said, "You're doing this to save face, and um, make, while making us do the work." And it's like even he is even fucking he is like this is fucking absurd. And it's true because they are just too poor. little, too late, too it, little, too late, too little, too late. The right. day, the the day of is not going right. to do anything. Yeah, to exactly. quell the, yeah, to quell yeah, that yeah. Wave. He can go fuck himself. If, but if they, it, it's it's. If, if they do anything at this point to try and redeem themselves, they should actually do this impeachment and do the trial in the Senate. Yeah. I had a weird moment yesterday because I was listening to McConnell's speech and I was like, I agree with probably a majority of this. And that is a very weird sentiment for me. Uh, I, it, I respect the fact that he said that it was the most important vote he had taken in 37 years. I guess I will take him at his word at that. However, he has enabled this for four years. So, yeah. like, you get one percentage point back in my mind. But come on, man. Now, if 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 McConnell leads a removal of Donald Trump in the next several days, I'm gonna be uh, he's he's gonna get like ten percentage points yeah. back right. from yeah. me. Yeah. Dude's gonna get uh, a solid eleven percent approval rating from John over there. He's gonna get up to eleven yep. percent <laughs> approval rating. Yeah, that's right. All up to eleven. And, you know, it might be in his best interest to do something like that if for some reason he is pulled into an, a criminal investigation on uh, regarding how this happened, you know, because he has enabled Trump and and by by, you know, not uh, not confirming the win for Joe Biden and not being insubordinate, but just like resisting the process. He himself contributed 
to what happened yesterday. And so he could be <laughs> held accountable. And so you'd think that he would want to do everything in his power that he could so that he could have a better case moving forward. Because right now it doesn't look good for Mitch McConnell. It was reported that um, Trump was warned by the White House counsel that he could face uh, criminal liability for the riot yesterday. Right. And that's one of the theories why uh, he uh, it, uh, finally released the National Guard number one, and number two, put out this video tonight in which he didn't use the word concede, but he said there will be a new administration. It's, it's the best you're going to get. It's the best we're going to get exactly. for a yeah. speech. Yeah. Um, when he said so, at the end, though, this is only the beginning of our yes. journey. And I was and like... that's the most Trumpy shit. That's the mobster shit we're talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, like... Either that or he's just really high on drugs. It's possible. <laughs> uh, I, I was happy to hear what was amounted to a concession. However, we need to impeach and remove him because it's going to last 24 hours. It, it reminded me a lot of the, I believe, the third speech he gave after Charlottesville. Right, that right, was right. also from a teleprompter, and he was right. like, "Oh, I didn't mean to praise Nazis." It's <laughs> like, "Yeah, fuck you." Yeah. And so, I think we will be back to typical Trump behavior in the next twenty-four to forty-eight hours. I expect him to be fully banned from Twitter. He has been banned from Facebook at least until after the inauguration. He was banned for twelve hours from Face uh, Twitter last night. He is still banned from Instagram. Fucking Twitch banned him, wow. which is hilarious. Yeah. So apparently, like, what we needed to do was remove him from platforms and he would concede <laughs> yeah he's like i need to be able to spew my bullshit um and i think you know this goes into like we now have to be vigilant over what is well post-trump um era in terms of presidency he might still be around um but also post-trump in terms of these other people you know holly you have there was a west virginia uh state congressman i believe who was part of the instructions who were in the capitol right. you have a former uh pennsylvania state congressman who was outside telling people like um encouraging wait wait wait, wait, wait. was was he actually elected i thought i read somewhere that he lost with 0.6% of the vote he ran Board, but he oh, was a West Virginia, the West. Virginia no, the guy, guy, the guy from Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Uh, oh, maybe there's more that I. There was one. I, I think a, there's, was probably an incumbent, there's probably yeah, there's multiple. Yeah, there's probably multiple. Yeah. He was a former, multiple. former. He was like old. Right. He was old. He was like he looked like he was in like like seventies or eighties. Um, uh, but yeah, this, these are the Point people. Being. Yeah, these are. This is what we need to be aware because it's also at the state level, and you're gonna have these people come. And you have Cruz, right? You have Cruz as well, who is definitely trying to run again and um like is is totally going to try to like sweep up all these voters and uh like this is this is going to be really concerning like in that like you know with the inauguration of joe biden this is not going to go away um and 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 i think it's really important for all of us this is like a tip that i'm i'm on and i'm i'm thinking of of talking about more is is you know the, the the cancel culture that we have Everybody, we've talked. I think I've talked about this before on the pause. Everybody can make their own choices. Everyone should make their own choices around who you want to have in your life. And you know, for, for so many reasons, you need to take care of yourself, your safety, your well-being, and cut certain people out of your life. But this idea that if someone does something that is perceived as you know on the left as you know politically off, or you know if they're even even Trump supporters, whatever, that you need to cancel them or and like cut them out of your life, or you're the problem. 
I think that's the problem because what happens when we do that? What happens when we cut these people out? The only people they have now to talk to are people in their other fucking Trumpers, right? Yep. And so it's like, we need to all be, this is not going to go away and we need to stay in conversation. And what that means is not just stay in relationship, but it means continue to pressure them. Now, if they cut you out, well, that's their choice. But like this idea that like these people are wrong and we can't, we need, we need to just like, like I'm seeing all this shit of like, just unfriend me now. And I'm like, but better is have the argument. Now, I'm not saying that's healthy all the time. I have definitely taken a step back from those things and reevaluated and tried it. But if all of us, instead of canceling these people, so all they have are their own little orbits to keep reinforcing, if we push people, right, and also tell them that, like, because, like, I care about these people, the ones that I know who have gone off the deep end, I'm like, I am worried for you. I am worried for you. Like, you you are I mean, this is is what the party party was all about this is why we we start that's why we partly why we started this podcast it's partly why we got invested in politics in the first place is that you know we all try to care about the people that we care about close people but we also see that you have to have discussion in society to make democracies work to make us all live together if we can't agree on a set of facts if we can't agree on anything then we're going to end up shooting ourselves in the foot. We'll destroy our own union ourselves. That's what Abraham Lincoln said. We'll destroy it from within, and likely that'll happen. Um, And I think you're right, Tyler. I think the conversation needs to continue to happen as we move forward over the next months, over the next years. Um, We need to stop trying to silo off information, silo off opinions, as if cutting it out, cutting people out is just going to be the end of it as if we're going to improve society just by getting rid of those thoughts. That's anti-free speech in a lot of ways. And it's a lot of what the right calls out in the hypocrisy of the left in a lot of ways. So, yeah, I think that, I think that's an important point. I want to add a, 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 maybe a a level of nuance to this. Well, of Um, course. Yeah. Everything's not just, I, (laughs) I, I agree about like people in your life, right? Like your fucking uncle. Or your buddy from high school who, like, has different opinions from you. Uh, however, um, Josh Hawley, his his book deal w- was canceled by Simon & Schuster today. Yeah. And he was all <laughs> pissed about free speech. And it's like, sorry, bro, that's actually the free market. Yeah, yeah. dude. Like, I, I thought I you were Republican. Don't you, you love – I thought you loved economics. Don't you just yeah. love free market? This is, <laughs> this is the argument of like, oh, well, we don't need a civil rights act because the stupid businesses in town who don't like black people are just not going to get any business. And it's like that's that's what we're doing to you right now, Josh Hawley. Yeah. So right. for people in positions of power, especially economic power, I think individuals uh, wielding power – economic power against them which the right typically calls cancer cancel culture i think is it like let me put it this way martin luther king canceled the 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 public transportation yeah. in montgomery right? <laughs> right right yeah and so i think it you know another example uh the the executives of tyson foods uh bet had a pool of how many people uh, would get coronavirus in their plants, and I don't buy anything from Tyson anymore because fuck that company. Gumbaggery. Yeah. Fuck those executives. Yeah. Gumbaggery. Yeah. Well, they were exactly. already shit, so yeah, you just need a little, a yes. little uh, pee on top of that shit sandwich <laughs> there. To, 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 to. But, but like, we also, it's really important to like we want these people to come back to us they have been radicalized, mm-hmm. and we want them to come back to us and and be productive 
healthy members of our polity and our society. And so I think it's important that if you have a personal relationship with someone, you don't just like cancel them from your life. Yeah. Uh, you continue to keep them in your life. Um, but I also think it's important to hold your, your, your people accountable. And, right. and a lot of research shows that that is going to be the most meaningful thing is when yeah. people in their lives talk to them. And so we're not saying like, just be friendly with them. We're saying have hard conversations with these people. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, I agree. Yeah, totally. I agree a hundred percent, John. And, um, I, I would also say that it, it, this needs to take us back to the conversation of what we're going to do over the upcoming weeks with Donald Trump, right? There needs to be accountability on the federal level for what yes. happened. Yeah. All right. You can have 100%. these, we can have these conversations about trying to have a healthy democracy, about bringing people back in. That's totally fine. But there needs to be consequences for the type of incitement that happened yesterday yeah. that he led and he did for the last six months especially for the last month and a half after the election. But there needs to be some punishment. So I definitely want to see the Democrats push through impeachment tonight, if possible. If yeah. the 26, uh, 26th Amendment isn't invoked, because it doesn't 25th. sound like it. 25th, sorry. It doesn't sound like it's going to be invoked because yeah. Pence yeah. doesn't want to do it. So just yeah. for the moral principle of it, stand there and say no sitting president when they are trying to get reelected, can hold rallies in downtown Washington, D.C. after the election has happened, after yeah. it is already done with, after he's lied to the American people for a month. Yeah. Show him that it's not okay. Show the other people that believed in him down the road when we can have these conversations, when people get some more sanity around all the Trumpism in general. Show that our institutions still matter. And future presidents cannot do this shit. Cannot yeah. do this shit. It has to be said. Period. Yeah. I think in in the in the near term and in the long term, if there not is if there is not accountability for this, it will get worse. Yeah. 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 Like if you look at the history of 1930s Germany, it wasn't like oh one day Hitler appeared and that was it. <laughs> yeah. He like it was a uh, a ten year saga of him becoming democratically elected and then becoming a dictator yeah. and so we need we are in a moment we are at a crossroads yeah. and it is very important that we fucking put a stop to this right now and say this is just not something that's going to happen in this country and we're going to offer both sticks and carrots to make sure that that it does not happen ever again and if donald trump if we have to you know not prosecute him and just banish him to fucking iceland let's just do that yeah. but there needs to be some goddamn consequences to all of this because the um, i say this without hyperbole the american republic is on the line yeah in you, the next several yeah. years you can you cannot let the republican leadership and donald trump get away with the type of rhetoric that they've had for the last two months and have this type of riot incited because of them and then have nothing happen say that those the violence is always wrong those people are wrong even though yeah. that we were giving them cues to do this for the last two months. You cannot let that happen. Yeah. And don't tell me it's not predictable because we predicted it on this fucking podcast. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sitting so around talking about this and we're don't. fucking amateurs. And fucking like, you know, um, we you know haven't said this yet, and I think we need to say it. And honestly, I'm I, I'm glad that we don't have to like shout it from the mountaintops because other people are shouting it from the mountaintops and more in the more general milieu, which I'm really glad that we are at least there that had these been 
black people, brown people, Muslim people involved. Like, they would never have made it to the Capitol steps, much less fucking made it inside, because, as we saw during the BLM protests, they already had fucking brought in the fucking National Guard before shit even got anywhere. And so that is... That's a piece that just, like, if you want to talk about there needing to be consequences and this shit, like, oh, we know how to do consequences in this country when it's for the people who, uh, the, those in power, aka the white supremacist fucking structure, deem, need those fucking consequences. And honestly, all these fucking people, like, listen, I'm, I'm honestly an abolitionist and I, and I, I, it's very hard to be, you know, there's always this between, like, where we are now and where we're trying to go, right? Like, no prisons, no prison system. But these, these, these uh, insurrectionists who were in there, who, again, they're being used because they're so fucking stupid. They're in an interview. They give their full names, where they're from, all their fucking faces. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm like, all these motherfuckers, they need to be, they need to be um, uh, prosecuted to the full extent of the law, in my opinion. So I agree. I agree that there needs to be some accountability for a lot of, like, so many reasons. Uh for making sure that people don't do this again in the future, like whoever replaces Trump or not, you know, Biden, but you know what I'm saying? And then healing for the country to heal generally that needs to happen. And then to uh, do what you're doing, Tyler, which I'm like, ugh, you're so right. I don't like it, but you're right. You, we do need to talk to these people, unfortunately. But, but the way that you do that is you need to have something like a conversation piece or a focal point a place where you can both come to that you know is like like fact like it happened this is something we can talk about because right now what the problem is is that there's like two complete different realities going on and so that's why those those people don't talk well together and so i think the accountability part holding trump accountable will help bring that conversation between those people so that the healing can then happen and so yeah i like hands down we need to have some accountability and like this is an entirely different podcast that we don't have time for but speaking of accountability like where does the role of fox news lie in all of this Mm. yeah right and and what do we do about that in a country that reveres i think rightly free speech what do we do about that and and it's not just like fox news is a problem at this point what we've seen like that's a supply problem Right. But what we're seeing is with OAN and Newsmax and all these other right wing propaganda organizations popping up, there's a demand for this. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, we'll solve that on the next podcast. But that because, Blake, you're you're so fucking right. One of the foundation, maybe the fundamental um, pillar of democracy is that we have shared facts that we can then argue about and come to some kind of understanding with each other. And if we can't agree on reality, we, we cannot govern ourselves. So, yeah. you know, moving forward, it's just, we all need to be aware of that. And I think we all need to start in however we can in our lives, working towards finding some kind of shared fact base that helps us do things like preserve democracy and preserve our planet from climate change. Yeah. And there's a piece about that. And again, just a whole other pod that we, but we've talked about, but there's a piece of, there's a whole piece about this, about like just education in our country, right? Like the, the proud mm-hmm. boys being like, 
we're going to dress like Antifa and infiltrate them. And then this whole thing happens. And they go, Infl- the, the Antifa infiltrated us. And that wasn't us. I'm like, if, if alarm bells aren't going in your head with the mental gymnastics that are necessary to make that, like, that, that there isn't an education where you go, oh, that's not how, th- that logic is really fucking messed up. If people are like, yep, that makes sense. Like, I'm like, that's a problem with education. That, that people yeah. don't have the c- capacity to, like, mental faculty to be like, uh, that doesn't make sense. Well, and there also civics right. education. Like, if I, right. I if I could be dictator of America for a day, which maybe we should just abolish that phrase, uh, <laughs> I would I would implement like massive overload of of civics education, and just like everybody's going to fucking learn everything they need to learn. Like every everybody's going to be able to pass the U.S. citizenship ship test by the time they graduate high school or they can't graduate high school like there you go. that is something we need to do in america and that is something from talking with people in my life i'm like oh my god you don't know some very very basic tenets of the way that we govern ourselves and people like josh Hawley and ted cruz and donald trump have been able to step into that vacuum and yes. fill it with a bunch of conspiratorial nonsense. And that is one of the reasons why we are where we are today. Mr. Yeah. John Kelly. Well, dear listeners, this is going to continue to unfold. It appears that Mr. John Kelly dropped out, but he very much agrees with you, John Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> very much agrees on the education piece. Breaking news from the New York Times. Betsy DeVos, the education secretary, resigned. Wow. I mean, I, you got to wonder if part of this is because they don't want to invoke the 25th Amendment, um, but they, but Pence already said he isn't going to do it. So anyways, I mean, listeners, this is, this is going to continue to unfold um, all these cowards resigning, like, in the last two weeks. Uh, ridiculous. Uh, it's okay. I didn't like DeVos either. I didn't like yeah. her <laughs> I saw a great joke on Twitter. I forgot who it said, but they were like, you get no points at all for resigning in the next two weeks. That's just giving your two weeks notice. Yeah. <laughs> That's so real. That's so real. Uh, well, but yeah, we will, we will try to keep you up to, you know, give us our opinions and, and throw in some, some, some uh, commentary on what continues to unfold. But hey, everybody, uh, let us protect our democracy in these next two weeks and beyond because it is not just that. It is a, going to be an ongoing thing unfortunately and, and uh 2021 not off to a great start bro not off yeah. to a great start get it get your shit together get your and, shit together and the last thing i'll say is barack <laughs> obama which i know i've quoted on this podcast before uh says that the most important office in the united states is the office of citizen this is something that i think most of our citizens have forgotten that we govern ourselves in this country We are accountable for how our government functions. We are accountable for how our government or our leaders behave. And we need to, we need to regain that, um, fervor for, for participating in our society, in our Republic, in our democracy. And so don't try and go and like solve racism or go and try and solve democracy all by yourself. But I guarantee you there is something you can do in your life to make your world and your society better. And as we've learned over the last four years, we need a lot more of that. And so I would invite everybody, if you're feeling really bad about the last four years, last couple of days, find something that you can do in your life that is manageable that you can achieve and go fucking do it because we need it desperately or we are going to lose something essential about this country over the next couple of years. 
Godspeed. It's the best you're going to get. It's the best we're going to get for a concession yeah. speech. When he said at the end, though, this is only the beginning of our yes. journey. And I was and like, that's the most Trumpy shit. That's the mobster shit we're talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Either that or he's just really high on drugs. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs>